Today, I'm going to talk to Mark over at tacticalnotebookcovers.com. I met Mark at SHOT Show this year, and actually he was the second booth that I hit at SHOT Show, and he was just a great guy, and he's got a really cool product. Now, I know that this is not really gun-related, but it kind of is. So stay tuned and listen to what Mark has here, because I think he's got some products that, well, the shooters really could use out there. Now, before we hear from Mark, let's pay the bills. And this episode is brought to you by Primary Arms. I've dealt with Primary Arms for years as an FFL. I did their transfers for my local customers here, and their customer service has been awesome. Lately, I've moved a lot of my purchasing over to Primary Arms, and I think you should too. Click on the affiliate link down below before you go shopping, so that way you can support this channel, because each purchase you do by using that link, a small percentage comes back to the channel so I continue to bring you additional content. The greatest thing, it's not going to cost you one penny more than you were already going to spend. Now with the bills paid, let's hear from Mark. Mark, tell me about your love of tactical notebook covers. Bet you all thought I was going to say guns. Uh, my name is Mark Wheeler. Um, I'm uh, the owner of uh, two companies, uh, one in Canada uh, called CD Gear and uh, one here in Florida called uh, Tactical Notebook Covers. So, you know, Mark, we originally met at SHOT Show this year, at SHOT 2020. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it was really great to sit there and talk to you. But one of the things that really interested me, you know, was really interesting to me was the story. And I'm a sucker for a really good story. And I think you have a great story about your product. Would, would you mind going into the history of, um, of tactical covers and, and CP gear? Yeah, yeah, happy to. Um, well, it's, uh, I was in the army from. Um, let me back up a little bit. Actually, even before the army, I was uh, into seal hunting in uh, the north of England. Uh, there's little uh, islands up there, Egglesay Islands, and uh, I did seal hunting for about a year, and um, it kind of forced me to do something with the skins because you know I uh, I would skin the seal. And so uh, when I was 20 years old, I started making pouches and I made boots and actually even made a shirt out of seal skin. You know, it was uh, it, it was a really a learning experience, but I really enjoyed making things. So that kind of, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I joined the, the military. I was in the Canadian military. Um, I was in the uh, military for about six years and I was in the artillery. And, uh, you know, when you're in the barracks with the guys, you kind of a little boring and so forth. A lot so of time. I, yeah. So <laughs> I, I set up a little table in the barracks and uh, I started, you know, I had my my little all for sewing, making holes and all this stuff. And so um, you know, my last name's Wheeler and my nickname is Wheels. So uh, the guys would come into the barracks and they'd say, hey, Wheels, can you can you make me this? Can you make me that? So this this actually happened right at the very beginning of uh, being in the army. You know, um, you know, a lot of guys, they had little distilleries going in their barrack rooms, you know, but but uh, but I had uh, I had a table with making uh, pouches and this type of thing. Uh, so that was way back in 80, 
maybe 83. Uh, so anyway, um, and then uh, I, moved, I, I got posted to Germany. So I was in Germany for five years. Um, I guess you'd call me a NATO. Uh, actually, I just learned that the other day. What kind of veteran am I? Well, I'm a NATO veteran. So um, uh, I was posted to the, the base, the Canadian base in La Germany. And I was there for five years. I mean, it was absolutely the most uh, fantastic, just fantastic, fantastic posting, traveled everywhere. Uh, but anyway, during that time, um, you know, I just started to get a name for making things. So guys would come by. I didn't really have any experience. I wasn't doing that particular job in the Army. I was a radio operator in the Army for, for the, for the uh, uh, artillery. And so um, I just started making things on the side. And uh, guys would say, hey, can you make me this? Can you make me that? And uh, before you know it, you know, a couple of years in, I, I had a, a name for making stuff for guys on the base and you know at the time i didn't think it would be a business in fact i'm kind of surprised now you know i'm <laughs> you know my early 60s and i'm still doing the same thing i just it's it's a it's a surprise actually uh, anyway so even back then we were doing notebook covers and shading kits and sewing kits and bags and things like that anyway so um i decided to get out go to university so i applied to university when I was 25 and uh, went back to Canada, uh, started university. And within a couple of months, um, I just changed course because orders kept coming in from Germany. Even though I was in Canada, I was still getting letters um, you know, before computers, right? So I was getting letters and um, for orders. So I was actually going to university, but still making things in, the, in, in at nighttime and so forth. So um, at the time, my, my wife, and I just just uh, said, well, the hell with this. We're just going to carry on with this, you know, make some money. And so uh, we um, we continued making stuff and shipping it back to uh, Germany. And then we opened up a little shop over a bakery in a small town called Fredericton in Canada. And, uh, you know, just surprised. It just kept, kept growing. So uh, we ended up, you know, within a two or three years having, I don't know, half a dozen employees or something like that. And uh, just kept adding to the line different things that soldiers would ask for. And I, I want to make it clear, the, the ideas aren't really mine. They're mostly soldier ideas. It's just I'm a good translator. So I can take their ideas and I can turn it into a product because I'm, I'm pretty good with making stuff, you know. So I kind of look at myself as not a designer, but as a really good translator of their ideas into a product. You know, I'm good at that. Uh, so um, what happened was um, we ended up doing a lot of um, jobs for um, it's called Canix in Canada. It's it's like the AFI system here in the states, but okay. it's called Canix, C-A-N-E-X, and they have military bases, you know, across Canada, and every base has a store similar to the AFI system here in the states, right? And mm -hmm. so we started selling, you know, a lot of stuff to those guys. Uh, and and then that was so about 10 years went by we did we did a lot of wholesale with the canic system uh am i on the right track here is this, <laughs> we, is this yeah uh, no it's it's yeah, fine okay. it's, it's great because there are a lot of military people that do watch and listen to the podcast and it's always amazing hearing stories like this because i mean if you think about it um you know you talked about you yeah. went, you you went to university and then that didn't you know you decided to work with your hands and and you know a lot of people think that you yeah. have to have a college education these days, but yet if you have a skill, 
you're just as valuable as and, someone with with an education. You know, and, and, yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's, you know what, I tell you the truth, over the years, I think I must have hired and fired um, more people with a degree than, than, you know, actually, I didn't even finish, finish high school. I actually left high school in grade 11, and then I finished high school in, in the Army, you know. And at nighttime, but uh, over the years, you know, I've had a lot of people working for me on and off, and and uh, I got to tell you, you know, like I a degree is, it, like you say, you know, it's uh, I guess you know it doesn't help everyone, you know. It, I don't know how many doesn't. business owners I know that don't have a degree, and it's just way up here, you know. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> absolutely because I, you know, I look yeah. at stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't yeah. finish college till later. And, um, and the only reason why I finished college was that was what employers were looking for on an application. I didn't know anything less than yeah. I knew before. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, but well, no, it's, experience it's, it's great to hear that, that, that it's just great to hear the transition of, you know, you, you went into this, you started making the stuff after you got out yeah. of the military, you started using, you know, the exchange system within the military to continue selling your products. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. But it's a bit of a funny story, you know, when you know, when you're starting off a business, you're trying to get financing and so forth. I remember going to the bank and and you know, sitting in front of the bank manager and he said, Well, what do you want to do? And I said, Well, I I want to sell notebook covers to the army. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, he said he said, really? Okay. So what's a notebook cover? And I said, well, it's this thing that you put over top of uh, a, you know, a pad or something and the, the soldiers love it, you know? And he was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I remember uh, it, it was a big leap of faith on his part. He gave us, you know, a small line of credit or something, but it, it's a funny story because, you know, 30, 30, 35 years later, we're still doing notebook covers. I mean, essentially it's, it's notebook covers and, you know, there's a lot of industries out there that just love to, you know, have protection on their, whatever book they're using in the field, you know, could be uh, Homeland Security, you know, the wildland firefighters, construction people, soldiers, police, you know, it's all a whole industry of different people who love to have some kind of protection for whatever they're using in the field, you know, anyway. Uh, but uh, it's, it's funny because you think about it, you've been doing this for so long. You've been doing tactical yeah. notebook covers before there was tactical notebook covers. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it was something that usually the spouse did for the husband a long time ago. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it was, in fact, the little sewing kits that the army used to use, they actually called them a housewife. So the little, it was a little sewing kit in the army that folded open and had needles and thread and buttons. And that was actually called a housewife because the, the, you know, it was created by housewives making this little role for the, the husband in the field, you know. Anyway, but we kind of expanded on all that stuff. And uh, it, I guess in the long run, what it's really, it's more like, you know, I look at it as very important, but it's more, it's not something that a soldier gets issued, but it's something that like, once you have a really good notebook cover after six months, you're like, you gotta have it, you gotta use it. But yeah. it's not something, the army doesn't issue them because they don't think it's something that is 
essential. Critical. You know? Yeah. 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 But for me, I think it's very critical because it, it for example, it's all, it could also be all, almost life-saving. I mean, if you can access information quickly on the fly, uh, that's very important, especially in heated situations, you know, where you need to get information from a map or a checklist or whatever really quickly. So I think they're very essential, you know, these, these covers. Well, it's funny is, you know, if people are probably out there thinking, okay, notebook cover, you know, the, the thing yeah. is, you know, everybody's like, I want an iPad. I want this. I want electronic. <laughs> I want electronic. I want electronic. Yeah. Yeah. Electronics yeah. are really good. Yeah. Until you run out of battery. Right. Yeah. 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 It's I funny, mean, yeah. sometimes, yeah. sometimes no, you just I... got to fail, fail back to the analog. You know? Well, it seems to go in like that seems to go in fits and starts. Like I think two or three years ago, I would get calls from maybe a pilot or something. You know, we did knee boards and they said, oh, you got to have iPad. You got to have a place for an iPad on that knee board. And then and then you hear back and you say, well, you know, can you make it for the can you make it hold a publication book plus an iPad? Because we don't always use an iPad. It seems to be. Yeah. The iPad seems to be more novelty, but when you get right down to it, the guys really want to have something they can write on and see and mm-hmm. and not, you know, they want the checklist. They want they want to be able to write on stuff, you know. So that's what I find. I find the iPad interest up, goes up and down with whoever your customer is, I guess. I you know. Well, you might have the, <laughs> the reason why you might be seeing these waves is that people are like, oh, iPad, great. And then they run into a problem. Then they kind of go back around, um, you know, back to the old analog yeah, systems so. of, of doing things. And then they're like, yeah. okay. And then, then you got like the next generation of people coming in. Oh, I want electronics. And then, um, yeah. you know, I, uh, I, I, I do, I, I, I do cybersecurity consulting, but years ago yeah. when I used to do IT consulting, I remember Palm Pilots. So I'm starting to date myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I remember right. I remember my Palm Pilot died. You know, the mm-hmm. battery died. Yeah. And um I was doing project I was doing project management at the time. And the yeah. engineer sitting next to me goes, Huh, my pencil still works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they love they love to uh you know, they love to grind that in, you know, with yeah. all, all your high tech, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I, I just start, I just start laughing. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to yeah. need a copy of your notes at the end of this meeting. Yeah, um, it's funny, but I, I agree with you. Like, it's it's weird because um, over the years, I've been a bit worried myself. You know, all this new technology comes along, and you think, oh, I guess they're not going to need checklists, and they're not going to need acrylic boards to write. On. But you know what? It it that's not the case. It, it's never really. Sales has never really gone down because of technology for this stuff. I, I, I'm lucky, I guess, you know. Well, if you think about it, um, if that was the case, uh, the company right, right in the rain, they would be nervous, per- right? Per- Instead, per- they're, yeah. they're pumping out more products now than ever. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so those are, you know, I, there's always going to be that, you know, the old way of doing things, right? And, and yeah. the two of us talked on Monday you know, trying to set this interview up. It's now Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we were trying to set this up. We kind of talked a little bit about um, people kind of have lost their way of how to do things, right? I mean, uh, yeah. It, and yeah. that's kind of why I like a product like yours. For for me, you know, I'm a shooter. Um, I'm also, I also have my professional drone pilot's license. Um, oh, yeah. There are cer- there are certain things that I just, I want to write down, right? 
Um, I don't want to sit there and type on a little keyboard because, you know, don't get me wrong. An iPad is a great thing. But if you're sighting in a rifle in, in direct sunlight, you you have a hard time seeing that iPad screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, plus, yeah. if you get into a hot area, your iPad could, you have it in the sun, you could literally overheat the iPad. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I don't know about you, but I think all guys have a little bit of prepper in them, you know, like they're thinking, well, yeah. what if, the, you know, if it hits the shin, you know, or like yep. uh, my iPad's going to run out of, you know, power. What, what am I going to need? You know, I think if you're like me, I always think that way. Like I, I, I use my laptop every day, but I write my, my list of what I got to do on a piece of paper on my desk. I, I, I'm not comfortable with this on. I was doing math on a piece of paper yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have yeah. a calculator on my computer right here, but I was doing math yeah. on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, you know, there it is. So, uh, and it'd be interesting once, you know, once we get into showing you the different things. And, you know, that's kind of what happened, I guess, over the, over the decades is I would get into these conversations with people about what they would want to have when they're in the field. And it could be, like I said, you know, construction people, uh, military, police, uh, any kind of people that do something in this, generally speaking, is somebody who has an occupation in the field, you know, yeah. and and it's raining and it's cold and whatever. And so I would get into these conversations with people about what they want. And after a few years went by, it was like, you just, you can't please everybody. So no matter what size cover you make, no matter what area you put the pens or the pockets or the checklist, um, you, you it just could not cover all their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and everybody's got their little thing, you know? So about 10 years ago, I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this system. I'm going to do a modular system and I'm going to make it so that the customer can basically choose whatever they want. And so let's see yeah, here. That's so, the binder covers, right? Yeah, that's the binder covers. So our system, which I think is the best in the United States, like, you know, I have competitors out there making notebook covers, but what really stands out about our covers is that a customer goes on to the site, he picks the cover, which fits his, whatever he's using in the field. It could be a binder or, um, you know, a day timer or a three by five pad or whatever. And then he outfits that cover with whatever detachable option. And I'll, I'll get into showing you some of the detachable options. Uh, that he wants to put into that cover. So the cover becomes really, you know, uh, sp specific for whatever he's doing in the field. And, you know, we found great success in that because, um, you know, you can, it's just tremendously flexible. So, you know, you could swap out checklists depending on what mission you're going on, or you could write on a little whiteboard there's just oodles of different things you can do with the covers. So that's kind of our thing. So what we've done is we've gone modular with our notebook covers. And that's why I think we have the best system in the United States, uh, which um, kind of leads back is, to an interesting story. <laughs> um, well, and that's, that was kind of the thing at shot. I'll, I'll get, I'll let you get your yeah. story. Cause I, I love yeah, stories yeah. too. But the, well, <laughs> When I was, you were actually the second booth I visited at SHOT. Um, yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at this thing and I'm, I'm like, I, I, I have never seen it. I mean, the, I guess the best, the closest thing that I've seen is a trapper keeper from when I was, you know, in elementary school. But yours was like, 
the trapper keeper on steroids because <laughs> yeah. you have all the different yeah. things you can do with it. And yeah. that's what I yeah. like about it is it's completely, yeah. um, you know, it's completely modular. And um, so, yeah. so go ahead yeah. with, with your story. It's, it, let's, let's hear what you have. Well, the, the story was that, you know, we were doing these things for many years, but it was like in Canada, we sell um, tactical gear to the Canadian soldiers. So we do pouches, backpacks, bags, you know, a variety of different tactical gear. I don't do that in the United States because the United States, uh, you know, they have top-notch tactical gear companies, and I don't even want to try and compete against those guys because they're awesome um, already. So I was selling these notebook covers in Canada about, and about 10 years ago, I decided to separate that line from the notebook, from the uh, Canadian um, uh, other gear, because I felt that it was a product line all by itself, you know, without, it was kind of being diluted being in it, with all these other different products that we had. So I separated it and became its own separate company about 10 years ago. And that's when I actually, I moved to the United States. I, I set up in Florida and, uh, and, and, and that's one of the reasons I came down here. But another reason I came down here was just to look for labor because I was in a small town in Canada and I couldn't get anybody to do any sewing. Oh. So I moved down. Yeah. I moved down here and I, I positioned myself in an area where there's a lot of uh, people that are doing that kind of work. So, and I, I thought, well, I could probably siphon off some of the workers from around this area or something. <laughs> and uh, that, that's what I did, you know, so that worked out quite well. And, but it, it's interesting in that the notebook covers didn't shine because they were kind of involved with, they were kind of mixed in with a whole bunch of other tactical gear products. But as soon as I separated them from the uh, the other Canadian products, then um, it, it really it really became quite um, quite its own thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's my that's, story. Because that, <laughs> that was you know we we had talked before because I, I was I was I was going to ask you if you wanted to bring up the Canadian company, um, mostly because we're yeah. talking about the U.S. company, um, and you know that's what's kind of important to understand is that you know, you know, your product. I mean, yes, you know, yeah. you know that your product up in Canada, you know, you have the technical gear. Like if I go over to your, your CP gear website, which is the Canadian side, you know, there's yeah. gloves, uh, bags, yeah. all that type of stuff is there. You go over to the, the book covers. Um, you know, that's really all that is. And that's all we're talking about today, but you know, your audience, yeah. Yeah. you know, that trying to compete with, tactical gloves with the, you I know, think the, so. Yeah, the, I think so. Ribs that, that's just not, that's just not what you need to do here. Um, you know, you have the book covers and like your book covers, you're, I mean, you can modify them to anybody's needs. Um, I yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, well, we talked when we, we, this weekend, you know, coming up, you're actually going to a show. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, this I'll Saturday. Yeah, sure. Um, when we were at the SHOT Show, um, it's really interesting because, you know, when you're sitting there behind your booth, you never know the uh, it really opens your eyes. Different people that come by and just it kind of blows your mind, actually, like uh, some. Sometimes you think uh, whoever sometimes the people you sell to you just have no idea, you know, until until you, you know uh, after the show i was just surprised by the different people that uh, were interested in the stuff which i had no idea they would be interested anyway long story uh, the um, 
the border patrol guys they stopped by a lot at the show and they you know they just they loved the versatility of the product line so um and then the guy next door a really smart guy next door he said you know i go to the trade show he should go there you know he should go to that border patrol trade show so i i signed up and that's what we're doing next week we're we're driving out to uh san antonio texas uh, to the Border Patrol Expo, and that, that's a, like a three-day thing. So I'm really looking forward to to that next week. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, and that's the greatest thing about your product is is that it's not just military. It's not just law enforcement. Yeah. Um, um, it's not just construction. It's not just this. It's not just that. Just about any industry you can come up with, that product can fit into it because yeah. just the way you do it. I mean, if you don't want it in you know, um, you know, woodland camp. Oh, you don't have the, the C was it the CP woodland camo digital yeah. camo that you have. Yeah. Um, well, I can just bring it right up. Um, well, it's, it's interesting that Jason, because, uh, because we're in the notebook cover business, there's the, the, the stuff that comes from, from way out in left field is unbelievable. Example, um, oil, the oil, the, the oil pipe, the pipe workers who work on the oil pipe lines, uh, we do a lot of business with those guys. They want covers for, I, I guess they, you know, they must be doing something out there that they want to cover up. There's some protection. So, you know, we'll do hundreds and hundreds of these cases for, and it's kind of a little bit of a variation on what we do, but, you know, uh, what I'm trying to explain is that there's a lot of different uh, variations of these covers for different industries that, that come up. It's unbelievable. The, the bombers, the uh, the B-52 bomber guys, they order uh, cases from us um, every year. And it's a special it's a special cover that has Lexan on the inside of both sides because they want to slide their little checklist in. And they love those those cases. Um, and and they, they put their badge on the front of B-52 bomber guys. Um, so there's just a variety of different weird uh, niche industries out there that that have this need for, um, the, like I said, the oil industry is a big one. I mean, who would have who would have thunk it? You know, I mean, the oil industry. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, yeah. And that's that's what's so cool about it, because all of you, you can custom you can do customization work to your products yeah. or you can you can come up with a completely custom product for someone, correct? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So sometimes it does happen. Like sometimes we'll get an individual and they'll say, can I have a, can I get a cover made? And I'll, I'll say, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not gonna be cheap because you want one cover sure. and it's, but it can yeah. be done. Um, you know, just, we just recently did a job for uh, a police force out in um, Pennsylvania, or I think it was. And anyway, they wanted, they have a special citation book that they use and they wanted to have it protected. So we just call it a citation book cover. And this is it. This is it right here. So it's, it's got a lot of Velcro in the front uh, and it just opens up and, and they, they put their citation book in here and they, their business cards go in here that, you know, they, they designed this over the phone and I just sketched it up, did a sample. And they want to put a pen here. You know, they want some some rigidity to the cover. So the cover's got some rigidity. And, you know, there's an example of a custom job. Then they turn around and order, you know, a couple hundred or whatever. Uh, but that happens a lot. That That's that's actually a good 30% of the business is just custom weird stuff that 
that uh, that just have just falls in your lap because you're in this business, you know. Now we talk, you know, you, you talk about that. That was done for a police department here. Yeah. Um, you talk about the B-52 guys yeah. buying those things. And then dealing with military in the United States, it's kind of critical that you are a U.S.-based company, which yeah. is everybody on the video side can see right behind you. I mean, that is your shop. Everybody on the audio side is every yeah. once in a while hearing a beat. That's what yeah. it is. He's actually in the shop. This stuff's being made in Florida. Now, yeah. um, talk yes. a little yes. bit about foreign competitors because you know we're we're into like the whole yeah I want it I want it now and I want it cheap yeah um, and you know the two of us talked about this <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Monday yeah. Um, you know it, you get that triangle yeah. of I want it you know yeah. quick good and cheap you can only have two <laughs> um, yeah um, no it's it's, 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 it's it's well said. Yeah, I mean, the pressure is always there. Look, you know, as a manufacturer, as an owner, as a person that buys raw materials and has to access labor and this type of thing, um, you know, this, it's always, always, always a pressure. So I've been doing this for over 30 years, and it's always in the head, in your back of your head. Should I get it made overseas? Should I? Because the, uh, of course, the pri the price advantage of getting it overseas is sometimes people don't realize the the i don't i don't even know how they do it but like for example some of the products that we make the the actual price that they're offering in china is less than the just the raw material value of the product yeah. itself made in the states like you've got raw material you've got labor you've got admin uh you got all these different costs okay and for some for some way i don't know how they do it but china is able to offer that particular product for less than just one of the costs. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, this, example right here, uh, this cover right here, it's a very complicated cover. It's got pockets all over it. Every square inch of it has got some kind of functionality. It's, it's a really it's one of our more popular covers. And just the raw material value on this is like somewhere around $12, $15, something like that. Just the raw material value. I've had Chinese companies uh, offer $7.50 for that cover. Wow. And yeah, so, so you know, as, as a business owner, you see these numbers coming at you and it's, it's just a tremendous amount of pressure to say, oh, the hell with it, you know, I'm going to. But everybody wants made, you know, it's becoming more and more. Everybody wants made in, in USA, you know. Um, one of the first questions out of the customer's uh, mouth is where is it made and you know so we just decided to bite the bullet and we just lose some customers we we just we just yeah, don't it's... deal with a certain segment of of the industry we just don't do it you know so we just just have to make the bite the bullet and make that decision um it's really interesting at the shot show i i talked to other owners and I won't, I won't give the name of this one guy. It's a very prominent company in the States, very good, um, very high quality product. And we started talking and um, I, I was really feeling not good that day. I had a hell of a headache. Otherwise we were gonna go out for dinner that night. But, but anyway, during the show, um, we, um, 
he said, I, that's it, Mark, I'm coming back. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I, I've been making stuff over in China for the last few years and I've had enough of it. And I said, well, well just out of curiosity, why? Because I'm under pressure a lot to get stuff made in China as well. And, you know, I'm kind of back and forth on it a little bit. He said, well, I've been over there a few years and uh, he said, I just, you know, the, the capital outlay, because you, 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 the thing with China yeah. is you can't just buy 50. You have to buy... 500 you know they don't yeah. want to deal with small numbers right so i guess the good side is you know you you can you can get very cheap product but they don't want to deal with small numbers they want to deal with big numbers so it's a lot of capital outlay and if you have if you have 50 products and you get each one of those products made you know a thousand you know quantities a thousand each or 500 each then you you're laying out a lot of money so that was one of the reasons, but he said, basically, I just can't, I can't control the quality. I can't control yeah. small runs. Like sometimes we'll get a call from a customer and they want it quick. They want it in a few days. And, you know, they, some, some, it's, it's just kind of all over the place, you know? So we might get a real emergency request for something so we can stop what we're doing and work on that. You can't do that when you're, when you, you know, yeah. the, the flexibility is out the window when you're, dealing with China but you know so that that is the good and bad of China I guess but the the uh, the the you know when you in the states like we're in the same as everybody we're in the same boat as everybody else it's really hard to find people and in this industry it's getting even more difficult because because we haven't been sewing for decades in the last you know we haven't been doing this kind of industry for decades so people don't know they they don't know how to how to use their hands to make things and so you know you end up using you end up using mostly people from other countries because that's what they're used to and it's very difficult to even find those people now um you know because they 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 view that work as they they view that work as as not uh, as they view yeah. it negatively they view it negatively exactly it's it's manual labor it's um, manual labor and, and, and so and that's kind of know. and that's kind of the thing with um that i've seen over the years you know we're, we've become a society of call the guy right well yeah the guy is becoming less and less you know you, you, there's less and less guys out there to to just call <laughs> yeah. and um yeah <laughs> And that's and that that's kind of the thing is we've we've become such a consumer economy that we don't know how to, we don't know how to produce things anymore. Um, you know, yeah. that's originally how yeah. I started my YouTube channel. Yeah. Is, is how and, and, but not only that, we we not we're not comfortable uh, with. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry, it, I, it was dropped there. It dropped there a little bit. I'm sorry, I yeah. talked over you a little bit. There. <laughs> I don't know. That's um, fine. Sorry. Uh, but my, my point here is, uh, is sometimes it's hard to find people like I, I for example, I hired a person one time and and I said, OK, we're going to do a little bit of training here on the machine, the sewing machine. And this is what we're going to make. And, and they asked, well, is that what I do? Am I going to sit down for eight hours a day and sew? And I said, well, yeah, that's what that's what this job is. It's sewing. It's sitting down on a sewing machine, sewing eight hours a day, you know, and. Well, hopefully we want you to do it relatively with a sense of urgency as well. Um, so they they were like, no, I, no, okay, I don't think that's for me because. So j just just that, uh, 
you know, even like that, that's a surprise to some people. Just that, just that sitting down a sewing machine and, and moving your hands forward or doing something is, uh, so sometimes you have, so you're looking for people that are comfortable with that type of work and that it's getting harder and harder and harder to find that. Um, I've got a little system. I find it very good. Um, I, what I did was a few years ago, I started setting people up in the homes. So I would find people that couldn't, couldn't go out and work. Maybe they had children or something. And I would bring them in and I'd train them for a few months. And then I would set them up in the home with the machinery that's needed to. Now, pretty much all my production is done in the home now. It's pretty much all done. So people come back and forth and they'll grab, a, uh, they'll grab a, you know, a few boxes or we'll drop off a few boxes of work. And then we'll go pick it up when it's done. And, and they absolutely love it. The only problem with that whole system is you got to be a really, really good manager. It's, it's yeah. very, very, you have to be very, manage it very well. Otherwise your quality kind of goes like that, you know? Well, and that's kind of the key there, right? Cause there's only so many things you can automate in your process, right? You eventually yeah. you need to have a human do stuff. Now, for me, yeah. being in the tech industry, it's it's almost expected for people to work from home. But yeah. we're doing electronic work. It's a lot. It, it our industry lets us do that. Manufacturing is yeah. completely different. Yeah, it, it is different. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I don't know. You know, it's the the mindset of doing things quickly because that's how you make money in this industry is once you know how to do it then then okay now you learn how to do it quickly well that's that's basically you know the where where the production worker makes the money because um you know just just a cover like a cover like this like let's say a cover just a basic cover like this um somebody who really knows what they're doing could make that cover maybe in 25 minutes or something but some but somebody who hasn't got that sense of urgency or that that work ethic or whatever it might take them four hours you know it, it's like night and day between people that yeah. uh, know how to how to how to produce and and people that and and that person making it that person taking four hours to make that particular product they might think that's reasonable you know, they might actually yeah. think, yeah, well, that's, 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 you know, that's, I'm working, I'm moving my hands. So it's really hard to find people with the mindset of uh, pr trying to get those widgets as done as quickly as possible. Um, you know, you just have to keep working away at it. I mean, I got a really good crew here in, in Canada, but it's been a filtering process. So it's been decades of filter, filtering out, uh, you know, workers and that type of thing. It does because you know you're actually the first manufacturer that I've talked to that is actually doing work at home. I did I actually didn't yeah. even know you were doing that until just now. Yeah, and yeah. I find I find that absolutely amazing because you're still producing your product, you're still getting the quality you want out of it. It's still produced yeah. here in the US. Yeah. Plus people can still work from home, which everybody yeah. Thinks yeah that, that's that's the big draw for for the workforce yeah. these days it is but when i talk to other owners they're kind of like oh that's right. yeah, I, yeah that's why i was saying it's it's an absolute management nightmare in the beginning yeah. but then as the it months is. go by it gets easier but it's 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 very hard because you know how do you deal with somebody who's just done a job for a week and they bring it in and all of a sudden they say well here's the sample 
the sample shows you one way and they, they did it another way and I can't pay for it because I can't sell it. Yep. So those those type of scenarios will happen once or twice and then all of a sudden everything's wonderful. But it's a it's a bit of a management nightmare in the beginning, you know. Yeah, it is. And then it's also I mean, if you think about it, for the for the people who don't want to go that, that whole route, it's scary, right? Because everything is yeah. in your shop. You can see it instantly. Yeah. You know what's yeah. going on. Uh, you yeah. know, I, when I go back in early part of my career, uh, I've been doing IT work for over 24 years now. Oh, you yeah. know, I go back to if I go back what? to 24 years ago and say we're going to work from home, we we'd be laughed at, right? It's yeah. like no, no way. <laughs> Yeah, no way you're yeah. working from you're, you're showing yeah, up to the no. office. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's it's so funny that you, you just never know, right? You never know what's, you know. We thought when this pandemic was going to hit that the housing market, everybody be selling their houses because if so, it's gone the other way. You know, it's gone. It's, yeah. You know, so you just never know what's uh, what's on the horizon. You know, it's. Um, well, yeah. And- it's funny you bring that up because um, I was going to talk a little bit about over the, uh, what the you know what the past few years have done to your company. Um, yeah. So so I mean t- talk about what the past three years, I mean leading up okay. into the pandemic and then and then coming through it. Yeah. What has okay. that done to your company? Yeah. Good. Good question. Um, well, before before the pandemic, um, it was you know just I mean I've just been going like this you know over the last few years, so I'm I'm quite happy. You know, it's pretty steady. Uh, a lot of products we make, we still ship back to Canada. So we're busy all the time. You know, we've, we're, we're pretty, uh, I don't know, we've been lucky. We've been lucky. But anyway, come, come the beginning of 2020, uh, it's interesting, you know, when the pandemic hit, um, um, I, I, I think it was February, um, basically the sales just dropped, like uh, in about a two-week period. They just went right down to nothing. I guess it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yep. And so I let, you know, I, I, I kept um, Christina, who's been with me over 20 years in Canada. I kept her. My daughter worked in Canada. I kept her. I kept the other workers on half, on half, uh, half salary or something. And, and then, um, and then one thing I've been doing really well over the years was keeping everybody's email. So I kept, I got a list in Canada of about 60,000 emails, and that's of people that have been the ar- um, people literally in the army who have ordered. So it was a solid list, you know. And yep. so I, I just just out of the blue, uh, I sent a face masks. Um, I did face masks up one evening, and I did an email out to all 60,000, and it just went from, it just went absolutely nuts. So. The pandemic year was the best year we ever had. It was, you know, we would get companies. Uh, this was back when you could, you know, um, that somebody would say, oh, "Well, I need, I need two thousand masks, and I need them three three days." So we had, we had a couple of dozen workers working all around the Tampa area uh, for quite a few months there, and we just could not make them fast enough. So the pandemic. Not just for me, but anybody that could sew things, you know, a lot of people on Etsy were sewing masks. Anybody yeah. that could sew a mask was was just was making flat yeah. out, was, was flat out, was flat out. And and so that was yeah. really good. That was really good, you know. So we stopped making right, just, mil- mil- Sorry, go ahead, Jason. 
So no, I was just saying, I just brought up your your Instagram for CP gear because that's where you have the pictures of the masks. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah right there. It's just, <laughs> and it's just one of those things of, yeah. Um, I saw that and I'm like, tactical, <laughs> tactical COVID mask. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, we're, we're all running around trying to find these, these paper masks. Yeah. And then, um, there yeah. you go. I mean, you got Velcro yeah. on these things. <laughs> we, we made a mask that were camouflage on one side and, and green on the other for the Canadian army. And, and then ones that have Velcro on the outside, because they put the badges on. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was really something. I, I just couldn't believe it. So if you were in the sewing industry during that time, you're lucky because everybody, I know a couple of factories locally and they just stopped everything and made masks, you know? So, you know, I lucked in, I lucked in, you know, I lucked in. That's, I mean, that, and that's kind of, yeah. that kind of goes to the thing. I, you know, I we'll, we'll go back to this. I'm trying to go back to the whole manufacturing and we've kind of lost our way of how to manufacture. Yeah. yeah. If you go back to, World War II, you have yeah. entire industrial economies like the U.S. and I'm not quite sure about Canada, but we, on a dime, we stopped making cars, started making rifles. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you would yeah. have even IBM was making rifles. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. that's how fast it, we went from they went from making typewriters to making rifles. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then you did that through a pandemic, but. Yeah, that, that's other other industries just they just can't do that anymore because again all this stuff's overseas. They, they, you know, yeah, I know, I know. It's it. You know, we we actually made, I think we made. You know, the the shields that come down over your. I think we we had a crew of six people just just gluing these masks together, um, because uh, we ha happened to have the raw material. It's kind of weird. We actually happened to have the Lexan material. Uh, we, we make we make these little uh, checklists, and so this is the same material they use on 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 these masks. So we just lucked in, had the material, so we started making these face shields as well. You know, like you said, it was just just lucky that industry, right? Yeah, it's. I, yeah. I mean, that's just that that's just something that you don't think of. Okay, here's a company that you know in Canada sells tactical gear in the United yeah. States makes. You know, book. You know, not uh, you know, notebook covers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. on a dime, they're cranking out what exactly <laughs> is needed at that yeah. time, because yeah, you're sitting on the raw materials. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny. It was like almost in a day, we just turned around. Like I remember at two o'clock in the night. There's a picture of me. They did a local picture in the paper, and I, I had striped shorts on, looking like I was out of jail or something, and and I was I, I was had the knife. I was a knife cutting, and I was cutting fabric about this thick on the table, and there's little curved face masks, um, you know, uh, patterns, right? And that was like overnight, and so we were cutting like you know 500 these masks out at a time or something with this big knife. It's a, it's a a big knife that we use for cutting really thick fabric, you know. And anyway, which, no. but lucky, you know, really lucky. So yeah. all of a sudden I needed everybody to come back, right? No, nobody could come back because they had all gone home. So it was, yeah. you know, it was, it was crazy. Anyway, sorry. No, <laughs> that's, no, that's, no, it's, that, that's a great story because I, I was going to ask you about the mask because I saw the mask thing. I'm like, how'd you guys get in a mask? And it just kind of, that, that story just kind of yeah. led right into it. But uh, now, 
going through the pandemic, there's yeah, but, uh, obviously supply chain issues that, that happened. There, there's still some supply chains going on. How did that affect you? Yeah. Because yeah. you still have raw products you need. Yeah. Um, I mean, so far I've been pretty lucky. Um, I, I haven't really seen anything like we have a lot of raw material. So, you know, just one cover would have, you know, Velcro tape, webbing, zipper, sliders, material, two or three different kinds of material, rubber backing, um, Lexan, vinyl. So there's, you know, it's like a dozen materials. Um, I don't know. So far, I mean, I don't buy huge quantities. You know, we'll buy three rolls of vinyl and, you know, seven rolls of Cordura or something. We don't buy monstrous amounts. So, um, so far, it's been okay. I mean, we've had to switch suppliers a little bit, but so far, so far, okay. You know, so, I don't know. So let me, let me kind of rephrase where I was going with this question. From yeah, the okay. time that well, you order a product, uh, let's just say you're going to make notebook, a notebook cover today. About yeah. how much lead time is it to when you buy the product to when it actually becomes a product? Now, I realize it's that's a hard question to ask because you're making so many products. Yeah. But um, yeah. let's just say you're going to buy a, a bolt of fabric. How long does that bolt of fabric last you? Yeah, good question. Um, I would say, you know, we'll buy maybe 500 uh, yards of a particular color, let's say black or camouflage or something, or coyote brown. And it'll last about, I don't know, maybe maybe six weeks or something like that. And then, but all the levels are different, you know, so, uh, but there's a bunch of suppliers out there, you know, so you got a lot of choice. Um, So far I've been, so far I've been okay. Zipper, you know, YKK. I mean, they've, they've changed it to maybe three weeks before. And now it takes about two months. So it forces you to be a little more on the ball, you know, it kind of forces you to, a lot of planning um, to yeah get your act together one thing interesting these little these we make these binders these mechanisms there's nobody in the states making these mechanisms so the, these mechanisms you can't get them anywhere any anymore like I, I just noticed that the other day like these the one inch binders um they're all in the boats outside of california or something right now i, I talked to three or four suppliers so they're talking june before you can get these mechanisms. So there, there's an oh, wow. example, yeah, I guess of something, yeah, that's backed up. But yeah, yeah. that's just, cause that's, um, but other than that, I mean, at that point, you're still making product. You're just not doing the the accessory of the three ring binder. You're still cranking out, you know, the covers though, correct? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 no problem. I mean, sometimes customers are flexible too, you know, like if they say, well, I want Coyote Brown, and you say, well, I just have it in black or multicam, and they'll say, oh, okay, well, we'll take multicam then. You know, like it's, you know, there's a, you can a little bit. Some of them are a bit flexible, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and and, and the other thing too is our stuff isn't berry compliant. So you know, it, it, our stuff is like because it's it's not issued gear. It's it's more. Right. Um, so we can play a it's little bit there purchase. as well, you know, so yeah. this, we, we can find non-berry compliant. It, it, yeah, exactly, it's, exactly. It's not like you have exactly. the DOD testing yeah. it and saying it's um, got to reach, you know, 30 foot pounds before, some, before a seam tears. 
I mean, these are this is personal gear to a to a soldier or an officer or stuff <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, and you get a lot of flexibility at that point because it's not really official gear, but they're not going to complain about it either, right? I mean, it's a, it's a notebook cover. It's not yeah. like you're. It's not yeah. like there's a, a spec for a bulletproof notebook cover that you got to deal with. Well, not really. Yeah, but some of the stuff, like multicam, for example, you have to buy multicam. You have to buy the spec. The spec is yes. is because yeah. you, you can't you can't buy. It's just you know it's you're not not allowed to buy camouflage. that's not the uh, camo. So multicam. Right. So so you have to buy the the good stuff. YKK. The official. Um, YKK is very compliant, and so I have to buy that. So some of the stuff is very even if I don't need it, it's very. The sure. the um, the webbing and the tape is nylon um, military spec um, uh, uh, tape and webbing. So, but I find that when you make the cover, if the zipper and the webbing and the tape is and and the tape fastener is pretty high, if, then because that's what wears out. The zipper wears out. Right. The tape fastener wears out. You know those things wear out. So if you have really high, you know, if you make sure you cover your bases with that, then the stuff lasts forever. Honestly, you know, like if that covers out there, like I, we make wallets, and we've had guys come back with a twenty-year-old wallet just because. And I, I don't take credit for that because we're just sewing it normally, but the material yeah. itself is fantastic. You know, it's just fantastic material. Well, so it's funny yeah. you bring up wallets because going through your web page. Um, you want me to? Um, uh, do you want me to give you a, a bit of a, a look at some of the products or? Absolutely, because because <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see that because I don't think I don't think wallet right. So definitely give everybody yeah. a show and tell here of what of what you've got. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Ryan to hold hold. My, I'm doing this with my iPhone. Uh, is it okay if I get him to hold it and then I'll just talk? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let me let me let me ask him to come over. Uh, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan's in the bathroom. We, we we call it the office, so he's in the office. The office. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hold on a sec. We'll just wait till he no comes. No problem. Out. Um, well, let me but, see. Let's go back to your web page here, really quick. Um, right. Let me. Um, Let's see here. Not that tab. I want to see specialty cases. Share this tab instead. So, I mean, these are the you know we talked I'll earlier just, about. You know what? I'll just do. I'll just do a quick three hundred and sixty. Just okay. Uh, can I? I'll, I'll just do a quick. Is that all right? Yeah. Uh, I think I, I. Yeah, I can see you now. Okay. I'll just do a quick 360 of the um, of the company, just real quick. Um, we actually moved in here two months ago, so we're still kind of setting up. Uh, that's the cutting area over there, and uh, over here is the um, getting into the sewing area. It's about a 10,000 square foot building. That's the sewing area over there. Now, again, a lot of our sewers work out of the home, so we've only got a few sewers here. Um, over there is the uh, cafeteria, and then I'm just moving around here. Uh, right there is the uh, embroidery and the finishing of products area. That's actually my wife there working as well. Um, and then uh, th that's where the store is going to be. Again, we moved in two months ago, so we're still setting up. Uh, this is the shipping area right here. Uh, Hannah's been working in the shipping area for the last seven years. She's an awesome, awesome person. 
Um, and then over here, we're getting back into the into the cutting. That's where we cut all the webbing, tape, zipper, etc. And then and then over there, of course, is the um, is the cutting area. Let me just move my. So we use a, an automatic cutter. Uh, it's a digital cutter. Uh, you, so we can lay fabric right across that whole table, and then it cuts it out um, using. That's um, a big. That's a big table. <laughs> yeah, it's a big table, and and this is uh, this is our automatic cutter right there, um, there right there. So that that goes across the table pretty quickly, and it, it'll either, it'll do a pattern or it'll it'll cut the fabric. Uh, here's an example of a here's a product that we're doing for Canada. As you can see, it's the Canadian military camouflage. So we do a lot of products for Canada here as well. And yeah, so I'll get Ryan to just, I'll, I'll get him to, uh, okay, Ryan, is he here? Oh, here, come on over here. Ryan's uh, been with us a year. He's the cutter. He's awesome cutter, fantastic cutter. Very smart man. Makes me uh, makes me look bad. All right, so um, <laughs> or or looks uh, good. How's it going? Because you hired him, right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, exactly. All right, so he's just gonna he's he's just gonna show the. I don't see you, but is that okay? I don't see you. Uh, yep. Jason. No, I I just uh, have it. I just have it. So oh, there it was you are. Just okay. on you. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. All right, so he I, I got some stuff laid on the table. I'm just gonna talk, and Ryan's gonna hold it above the table. Sure. All right, so what we got here is, oh, yeah, there we go. All right, so what we got here is a lot of detachable options. And then here I've got the three most popular products or covers that we sell. So this is a uh, three ring binder system. Uh, this is like an eight and a half by 11 um, notebook cover system. And then this is a smaller case. Uh, they're very popular because it's compact. I'm going to start with that. Um, this is a um, on the front. We, what we do, and a lot of our covers have this kind of a flap here. Underneath the flap, uh, we've got a place to put maps, checklists. Inside here, we have a place for uh, for pens and pencils. Um, this is elasticized, so you know it, it will keep your pens so that they don't fall out. Uh, but it's also a pocket as well. And on the back, we've got a zippered pocket. We do that on a lot of our cases, a secure zipper pocket. Now on the inside, I've, I've sort of laid this one out uh, so that um, give you an, an idea of a typical layout. Uh, this is a binder system that will literally uh, detach. If you so, this is this is sold separately, and, and uh, a lot of guys use this particular size uh, pad uh, paper. Uh, so we made a, a little a cl a clip that uh, has tape fastener, and you can use that. And you can use this on any case. So you could take this out and use it on a bigger case like this or whatever. Uh, here we we have a uh, alcohol spray bottle, and, and here we have a little mini whiteboard. So a lot of guys like to make uh, notes on the fly, and then if they want to clean it off, we have a little alcohol spray bottle that they can clean it. And this is like um, similar to glass. It gives you a similar type of effect. So we, that's why we call it a little mini whiteboard. Um, over here, we've got uh, checklists. So these are checklists that are detachable. So a guy would put, you know, SOPs in there or uh, just, you know, checklists that they want to write on. And this is um, 
this gives you uh, five five uh, different areas to to put a four by six style checklist. So there's a typical little layout right there. Very, very functional. It's got lots, basically using every square inch of that cover to do something. And that's that's the goal really, to make sure that, you know, it's it's um, specific to whatever you're doing in the field. Uh, a lot of these uh, detachable options are, are pretty good because you can take them out and put them on your uniform as well. So a lot of the shirts that guys have now have the Velcro right on the shoulders. Yep. So there's a there's a typical a typical case that we sell a lot of. Um, and again, the different options that we've got, we've got a business card holder, credit card holder. Uh, this is a uh, little Lexan envelope. So you can, this is like glass, you can write on it and, uh, and then erase it 100%. Um, we've got uh, this kind of interesting, this is pacing beads. Some guys like to, you know, the old school where you, you walk 100 meters and then push one down and then 200 meters, 300 meters for, you know, the old pacing beads. So we actually turn that into a, um, an actual detachable option that you could put right on your cover if you wanted to use it for that. Uh, these are uh, uh, three ring binder, um, detachable. A lot, of, a lot of pilots like these, they seem to have these publications that um, they like to use this type of system. Um, we have over here, we got mesh pouches, uh, three different size mesh pouches. And then of course we do all our own, we do all our own three ring binder. Uh, we actually make these three ring binders. Um, and uh, you can take this three ring binder and place it into one of our covers. We actually put the Velcro right on the back so that it sticks into the cover. And I'll show you, I'll show you that right now. This is uh, one of our larger cases. It's got a four inch binder. Uh, we make these four inch binders to fit right into the case. So really when you're online, you choose what size you want. So if you want a four inch, two inch, uh, they would go all the way down to one inch. And that would fit right into the case and then just, you know, attach it right here. So it's in there really solid. So, you know, instead of the binder system where the typical binder system in the office where you've got a hard, you know, a hard folder, this whole case is, is the binder cover. You know, this is a padded, this is a padded uh, cover. So, you know, you've got your paper here. So the whole thing is covered by this padded protected Protect, protected case. Now here's an example of a lot of detachable options. Uh, we've got a business card holder here, a place for pens here. This is another checklist, which is four by eight inches. Uh, this is what we call a little utility pouch. You can put more pens in there if you wish. Um, on the front, so, I this is, um, looks like I'm having a little argument over there. <laughs> um, a quality argument. I think you're arguing. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad thing if they're arguing for quality, a, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good argument. Yeah. Uh, down here, we've got uh, uh, more places for um, uh, for pens and tools or what have you. So, you know, we really tried to put a lot of functionality into our covers. Uh, in this particular case, we've got two, two areas where you can put. I mean, sometimes when you see these things in the field, they're just, they're that thick. And they're just, you know, decked out with all the, um, all the stuff the guys want to use, and it's really well protected, you know. 
So there's a typical uh, three ring binder case. Um, as I was saying before, you know, all this webbing is all US made mil spec webbing, YKK zippers. So, and there, there's your, there's your uh, multicam Cordura. It's, we use uh, 500 Denier Cordura. Uh, did you have any questions, Jason? Anything? Uh, no, that I mean, it's great to see that stuff. The um, the only way, the only thing I can tell the audiences is that until you actually touch the stuff and play with it, because I got a chance to do that at your booth at Shot. Yeah, I know. No matter what picture or what video you see of this stuff, this stuff is really amazing. I mean, it, it, that's why you know I wanted to get you onto the podcast <laughs> yeah. to talk about this because you know. my audience you know they're shooters um we go out and do things uh, you know in the woods like our long long range shooters where that's where i want them to see this product because this is not your typical amazon product right or ebay product or um or any other (laughs) place where you get a lot of i mean this is this is not the harbor freight products these are the this is the real deal um no, it's the real deal, yeah, but it's also yeah, made it's, here in the U.S. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's entertaining. Like you know, some guys will come by and they'll say, "Well, what's this? What's this going on here?" And then they'll say, well, "Oh, what does that do?" What is? And then all of a sudden they start, "Oh, geez, you know, I, I, I can, I can do, it can do this, it can do that. Oh, I'm going to take this off and put that. It, it's almost entertaining, you know. Uh, some." Not everybody. I mean, some guys really like the organization. They really like to get organized. And other guys don't give a hoot. You know, they just don't care. But but like me, I like to be really organized in the field and know where everything is. And I get a kick out of dealing with those kind of guys, actually, that, that stop by in there. And it, it's actually very rewarding because they, they, they you, know, you know, after a while, there's not enough space on the covers for all the stuff that they want to put on there, you know. And uh, so it's it's kind of it's kind of cool, kind of cool. I mean, it's funny because it's just it, you don't think about this type of product. Um, you know, you think three ring binders a three ring binder. Well, that's great, but what happens if your job is in a car or in the field or like you're saying out in the oil fields, right? I mean, a three ring a, a hard back three ring binder doesn't work in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. Works perfect in an office. Um, works perfect in a shelf. Um, you know, not everybody works yeah. in an office, and, and even now, yeah. Yeah. more than ever, we're all mo- we're a mobile workforce. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, exactly, so, exactly. And that's why I wanted people to see this product um, because yeah, it's not just you. one product; it's it's basically whatever you can come up with. It, it really is. It really is. Uh, interesting story. A guy stopped by at the shot show. He was he sells to guys who do the painting on cars, and so he came up with this product. They have a little tool for using when they're for popping out the the dents on a car or something. So, he, and uh, we're, we just took an order for 200 of them. Uh, they, they, you know, we just, it's like a quarterback, you know, the first soldier. It's like, they call it a quarterback and it's a little thing here. So he, uh, you know, there's a perfect example of a real uh, off, kind of off, it was a bit of a strange product, but like you said, there's just so many industries out there with different uh, needs and unique uh, needs, you know. Yeah. Well, we've been going for a little over an hour now. Okay, um, yeah. Mark, how, how can people find your products? 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, we have uh, two sites in Canada. Of course, it's CP Gear, Charlie Paul uh, Gear.com. And then in the United States, uh, it's pretty simple. It's just tacticalnotebookcovers.com. And even if you put even if you put it in without the S, it'll come up as well. So, um, and we're also located in Largo, Florida. So you know we we really welcome custom jobs and stuff. So if, you know people in Florida if they want to come by and talk about a project or whatever, happy to do that. Um, and we just love talking about notebook covers. So you know if any industries out there have a particular need for their you know whether it's a convention, some guys looking for you know it's a super cheap cover to give out to people. Other people are looking for a really complicated. Uh, system for their workers in the field. It's it's kind of all over the place. So just happy to uh, happy to entertain any of that. And thank you awesome. so much, Jason. I really appreciate this. Awesome. You know, it's just, yeah, no, it, actually, this is the first bar, podcast I've ever done. So you don't show you don't show that this is the first. Uh, you you uh you were prepared for this. It's it, and it's it's great having you on. I had such a good time talking to you at Shot. Me, me too. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure that you got on the podcast because I want people to see this stuff because you have no idea the the things you can you can put these things on. I mean, even if you don't want the tactical oh, yeah. notebook oh, cover, yeah. if you have, you know, I don't know, my I'm looking at my shooting bag over there. I got Velcro all over that thing. I can put pens. I can just stick your, even your accessories onto another product that I already have, which is great. So, but anyways, for the audience, I will have yeah. the links in the, in the description below. So that way you don't have to try to type out on your keyboard. You can just click on the link. It'll take you right to Mark's webpage. Thank Mark, thanks much. again for joining me today. Thank you very much, Jason. Really appreciate your time. And thanks for this opportunity. Thank you. I hope sure. I haven't been boring or anything. And uh, No, not at all. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was some, you had some great stories there. And, and like I said before, I'm a sucker for a good story. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I hope you had a great time listening to Mark because he's a he's really an amazing guy. And you think about it, he took a hobby and turned it into his livelihood. I mean, how many people can actually say they've done that? And he has a passion for quality. It really is a quality product and he puts a lot of work into it. Not only is it a quality product, it's made right here in the US. Down in the description, I have the links to his web pages and also his Instagram accounts. For those of you up in Canada, you'll go to cpgear.com. For those of us in the United States, you'll go to tacticalnotebookcovers.com and then each one of them have their own Instagram page definitely check out Mark's web pages and see his products. He's got some really, really cool products that are practical. If you're a shooter, you can have a notebook cover that you can reconfigure so that when you're, when you're at the range and you're sighting in a rifle, you can do all of your dope on that rifle. Maybe you're law enforcement. You can configure your notebook cover for your bag, right? The bag that you're taking on patrol. And it's set up exactly the way you need it. If you're military, quite frankly, it's unlimited 
the possibilities that you could use this thing for. So go check Mark out. If you like the work that I do here, please consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners at www.trb.fyi. If you'd like to make a direct donation to the channel, you can do so right on the webpage. It'll be on the right-hand side, a little farther down, and you can make a direct donation. Or for as little as $1 per month, you can help me bring additional content by being a patron on Patreon. The link will be down below so that you can click on there and help support the channel. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there and I look forward to talking to you again soon.